Pugh takes up position in the middle. Macario on her right, bends it into the... Golazo! Oh my goodness! Katarina Macario, take a bow! Welcome to another episode of Diaspora United. I am Andre Carlisle, and as you... I am here with my partner in crime, my co-host, Courtney. Courtney, how are you doing today? Doing well. Honestly, as well as I could be. <laughs> the time change, per usual, messes mess me up. Even though yesterday, I was like, oh, I'm so tired because I saw the sunset. And I was like, oh, I should probably take a nap. And then I looked up and it was like 8.45 p.m. And I was like, I should just go to bed instead. You know what? It hit me too, actually, because I, I stay up late anyway, but I was chilling and I completely forgot about it. And then it went from like one fifty nine, which is like, a you know, that is not an unusual bedtime for me. Then it was like three and I was like, oh, damn, I messed up. I went to bed, technically I went to bed at 4.30 a.m. the night of the mm. change because I went out and like was just hanging out with friends and came back and then my roommate blessed me with a grilled cheese because I was so hungry. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden I looked up and I was like, Taylor, it's 3.30 a.m. How did it get like this? And then I remembered the time change. Yeah, it's it's brutal. So we're struggling, but we're here and we're good. And you know what? We are also joined by the good folks at Shea Butter FC because that's right. It's crossover pod time. Sky and Silves, welcome back. How are y'all? Did y'all get wrecked by the time change like us? Struggling, yes. struggling right now. <laughs> yes, all tall ones. We had to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> Just absolutely struggled at work. I sucked down two coffees. It did not help. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was brutal. You know, it, it's it's one of those that like, it has long-term benefits, but in the short term, when it hits you, it's like, oh no, I was it not prepared. What, is not what are the long-term benefits? <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be just more daylight, right? Uh, but that's only, okay. for me, that's only if you get up early enough, I think. Right. So, you nope. know, and that ain't really nope. me. Eh, nope, I work it. Right. I will say today, I did notice the change when I stopped work and I was like, oh my God, it's still light outside. Because normally yeah. when I finish work, it is so dark and I'm like, wow. This is a bad time in my life. <laughs> yeah, when I guess that part's back. Nice, yeah. Bad time in my life. Now it's about to be so many daylight hours. Like, even if you wake up at, like, 9, so have so many more hours of daylight. It's going to be a great time. I love this time of year. <laughs> I mean, I wake up crack of dawn, so it was already dark. Now it's going to be light turf mm. in the dark. <laughs> I yeah, that's not. rough. So, something about waking up when it's dark outside just don't sit well with me. Don't don't sit well with my soul. I can't do it. It builds character. It's good mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. I get nah, to work nah. at the same time every day. Now is it the time I'm supposed to get there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always just over the wire, but that's okay. Oh man, I respect it. So. <laughs> On, on this episode, <laughs> there you go. Uh, on this episode, we decided very cleverly, I might add, that because Courtney and I are based on the East Coast and Sky and Sills are based on the West Coast and the NWSL has 12 teams and they're kind of split, not really East and West, but we're going to fake and act like they are. Uh, we just <laughs> it's fully we ignoring just, the structure of the challenge. Yeah, just going straight up ignore geography uh, of the United States, but it's all good. Uh, we're going to hit you with a two part pod. We're going to do the East Coast NWSL preview, and then we're going to do the West Coast for Shea Butter FC uh, preview over on their pod, which will drop later in the week. But first, 
Y'all know how we do. We always start off here with the review because we love it when y'all review the podcast. It's really, really important to do. It's one of those things that helps folks find the podcast, help the podcast grow, yada, yada, yada. Y'all hear me all the time say that. I want to read this one. And you know what? I picked this one just for Sky, and she's going to know exactly why in a hot second. It's titled, Yeah, I Love Them. It's, it's really nice. It's like a really complimentary thing, but there's something in here that Sky's going to love. It reads, Courtney and Andre are it. They're funny, and they have great insight into the game. I love listening and have learned about so many wonderful players outside the NWSL. Listening to new episodes, I feel like I'm listening to my smart and goofy friends. Disclaimer. I do, I do not know either of them was surprised when I found out how tall Andre is. Hey. Hey. That was a really funny day on Twitter. <laughs> I like post challenge cup or the post championship. Yes. That was just a wild day on Twitter. Cause it was also- it just wouldn't stop. It just wouldn't stop. My mentions were just blowing up and I was like, yo, again, like y'all give me like an hour break and then they start up again. And I was like, for real, for real. Oh, it will never die. It's not going. It's oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's forever. <laughs> Six twelve. It is our and Jenna's mission to make sure it never dies. The mo- most oh. instigating person I've ever met in my whole life. <laughs> it builds. Right? It's good for you. Yeah. Builds character. Embrace the hype. I mean, I embrace it. I just I, again, I don't want to go back into it. <laughs> I really don't. I just sh- I'm just surprised that everybody thought I'd be like five four. That's what that's what blows my mind. But it's all good. <laughs> You want to know what it is, honestly? Oh God! It's I'm because you have like a lot of per- no. It's you have a lot of personality and like the- tall dudes don't have personality. No, they don't. Not they really. be no. like little. They be like <laughs> green giant. <laughs> they just be walking. It's honestly not really like. Wait, only- is Gumby tall? They be like Gumby, just walking, just like there. <laughs> no. Uh, no, Andres, because you have a lot of personality. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's mean- a compliment. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I appreciate that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm still stuck on Gumby. Um, <laughs> all right. What we're going to do is we're going to get into these previews. Um, we're going to start off with, let's see, we're going to start off with Gotham, then we're going to do Chicago, we're going to talk about the Red Stars, then we're going to talk about North Carolina, we're going to hit Orlando, and then Louisville, and we're going to end up uh, with the NWSL champions, the Washington Spirit going to save them for last because uh, I think well actually we're going to get into this too a little bit um, and actually let's take a quick break and just get straight into it so we'll be right back alright let's see uh, you know what off the top before we get into Gotham I wanted to ask y'all what do y'all think like most teams approach to this challenge cup is going to be because it's like the league doesn't really seem to know what to do with this thing so it, it seems to be like a, a some or like a preseason like just preseason games some view it as like something to actually win so like what what do you think the approach is going to be I've I've heard like so I can speak we interviewed Laura Harvey um but I feel like I've heard most coaches say the same thing uh like we want to win but we want to take this time to see what we have particularly with the new players um coming in so it feels more preseason than not but like a preseason tournament that people actually want to win but also not at the expense of their players i don't i don't know they don't know either cuz the league doesn't know that's where we are <laughs> i think Sounds it's a, right. uh, i think it's a preseason tournament but it kind of has more weight than it historically has because you no longer have allocation of the U- U.S. Women's National Team. So to keep your spot and keep your relevance, you have to show up. So and then Vlacko saying crazy stuff in the media streets, um, like 
I think, yeah, it's preseason and you want to see, but I think you'll see more intensity than you usually did from veteran players um, and even younger players because the gauntlet got thrown down, like, supposedly, allegedly, allegedly, you know, you're supposed to <laughs> fight your way onto the team. So, yeah, I don't know. It's preseason. It's whatever. Then chaos. Somebody out the blue going to win it. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Chaos Cup is is the best way to go sippy with this because you don't yeah because you don't you, don't, you just say the sippy cup because <laughs> I, I I yeah I don't they got to figure out what to do with this thing long term but whatever we that's a conversation for a different day um, let's just dive straight into Gotham their first Challenge Cup game is Saturday nineteenth of uh, March seven p.m. Eastern against North Carolina Courage. That's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to let our resident Gotham expert kick this one off. Courtney, what you got? Yeah, so Gotham's is going to look really interesting this Challenge Cup. Um, even though they had a lot of offseason trades, surprisingly, the starting eleven hasn't like really changed a lot. Obviously, losing Didi Heritage and Kaylin Sheridan will make a big difference and. Um, and then bringing in Beddoes and Harris. And then also Christy Mewis is now with the squad, which will definitely add a different dynamic in the midfield, which I remember at times last season we felt was definitely a little bit sluggish. Um, not even sluggish, just like leggy. <laughs> like It's like we need a lot more rotation. Um, but the interesting thing about Gotham going into this, besides like we haven't really seen Allie Long. Like, haven't seen her in necessarily any promotional things. Mm. Don't necessarily know where she is. Mm. Um, well, by promotion, not like what the team puts out, but like from social media and stuff like that. We haven't necessarily okay. seen Allie Long. Um, but also, Gotham hasn't really played a lot of preseason matches. They were supposed to go down <laughs> and play the Spirit last <laughs> week or <Yeah. laughs> a few days ago when uh, we got a little snowstorm. So they. Drove down, didn't play, and then just drove back. So it's like, I don't know. It's going to be a little vibey. Um, but, I mean, the core of the team has stayed from last season, and so I think it'll just be really just like kind of, you know, getting back to fitness. Obviously, Chrissy Mewis, um, Midge, and Ifiana Manu are still probably in um, pretty good shape because they were playing uh, on inter- international duty. But, yeah, for Gotham, it's just, you know, going to be a little vibey. I'm, I mean, honestly, this entire thing is going to be a little vibey, but I'm more the thing I think I'm most curious about is what the back line is going to look like. Uh, Gotham kind of has a, I guess, a good problem in that they have four quality center backs. We have Estelle Johnson, Allie Krieger, Mandy Freeman, and Gina Lewandowski, which is why I really hope Gotham plays three at the back. Hit it with Ooh. three, five, two, three, four, three. Like you literally have the players to do so. You can put Dorsey um, or Didasco or even like a new Gotham member, but not drafty Ellie Jean can also play technically outside back. We can you know, push her and try to make her a wing back. And so, yeah, I just want Gotham to debut a new formation because fives it's a challenge cup. Like it's great. If you want to win a trophy, like if you go and win a trophy, that's awesome. But also I think this is the number one time to try out things that we haven't necessarily seen before. Mm. Okay. I feel that. I have a, I have a non like tactical question. What will we get first? Uh, an alley long sighting or the schedule? <laughs> per Meg Linehan's tweets, this probably the schedule. Okay. <laughs> probably the schedule. Allegedly, okay. supposedly. Oh, man. 
<laughs> we just jinxed him now we don't get the schedule right. like, like literally oh, May 4th. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like three days before the spell- weekend it's supposed to get it may 4th i'll take yeah so, somebody hit me up and was like uh meg said wednesday but she didn't say which wednesday and i was like damn it could you not right now <laughs> <laughs> it's poorly worded i'm like is that intentional or is it just the nwsl hey wednesday yeah, <laughs> what time zone yeah. again we don't even Central. know if it's this wednesday so yeah, this 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 metaverse whatever it could be it could be anything we don't know like when you open it up to time you have no idea what could happen with this no. schedule so who knows uh you know what i'd still me and uh we kind of talked a little bit earlier um i can't remember what we were talking about but um seemed like we think there might be a few three at the back formations uh this yes. season do you think gotham's gonna be one of them well, I hope for for Courtney's sake they are. Look, I would literally <laughs> have a great I time. I know it would bring her a lot of joy. I would have such a great um, time. I think they'll probably switch in and out of it. Um, I also think, though, having, like you said, that many center backs is probably a good problem. It gives them depth. They can rotate out. Yeah. Um, and they're not going to lose a lot. Uh, I don't think they have any European players, unless I have misremembered the squad. Um, so everybody should be here save for qualifiers and the international break. Yeah, the only question is, um, I can't remember if there are any more qualifiers for um, Africa Cup of Nation on the women's side, which could potentially pull Estelle Johnson and Evie, um, and, oh, wow. and then even Cujo at times. Is she, is, she, is she playing for Ghana again? I know that, that she wasn't for a while, but maybe I misread that. Honestly, I'm not sure because Ghana was also <laughs> disqualified. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so maybe that's so, what it was about. Okay. Yeah, but, it's a, it's a uh, little... I think there is another <laughs> AFCON. I think there's an AFCON tournament. I do. Yes, I think there is. So, yeah, yeah you'll, lose, the you'll lose them. And uh, you're actually, like, how many forwards do you have listed? Not that many, right? Uh, not that many, but there are other players that can play forward. Like technically, okay. Naho, who just signed a new deal or contract ex- extension. Um, mm-hmm. but also Dami Richardson, like, mm-hmm. and even at times Delaney Shuyan and Taryn Torres as well. Are you gonna try Christy Mewis as a non? <laughs> no, but I'm saying she like there are other players who are not mm-hmm. necessarily forwards that like get in, add to attack. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally at times Naho, Dami Richardson, and Delaney Shuyan were playing as forwards last season. Okay. So they're like listed yeah. as midfielders, but like have, for example, played at forward as, yeah, oh. on the forward who, line. Who would be your center back if you were doing three at the back? Who would you start? Um, the real question is, do I want to get attacked online for this opinion? Okay. Do I, <laughs> do I just like, you can plead the fifth and save yourself? Yeah, do you want to type it? We could type it. We can... <laughs> um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll plead the fifth. Okay, I'll let you plead the fifth because you have to work, so I understand. (laughs) (laughs) They have to see you. It's it's mostly, it's it's literally my Twitter mentions. Okay. (laughs) I want to spare you that. If that gives you any indication, it's my Twitter mentions. All right, I'll spare you. Uh, And there's a lot of Gotham fans on our timeline. So yeah, I'll Those are the people I'm not worried about. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. Or it's the new Gotham fans. Uh, 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 save yourself you know what i forgot i literally forgot so i got you that answers that question i mean yo listen i was gonna ask anyway who (laughs) about the goalkeepers maybe i shouldn't i was gonna ask like who probably should be the starter there because honestly man like that's a toss-up that's really a toss-up because if you if you think about it like what who's healthy well that too but also with between betos and harris like I think Beto's had the highest save percentage 
of the last season and also had like the mm-hmm. with her like xg numbers like yeah. really contributed a lot but also on the flip side of that she also faced the most shots out of the league right um so you kind of have to include that's that about her back that's about her back line <laughs> yeah yeah so honestly i think it's it might be a toss-up and it might be like maybe necessarily whoever's in form because rotating goalkeepers let's do it which is like honestly so chaotic <laughs> but we're doing chaos cup we should just do it, that do it you, should rotate. you should have the rotation so that you can know that neither... if somebody goes flying that they're protected and say well and yeah. neither is uh neither is super young right so i don't think it's the worst idea in the world yeah and i honestly i think whoever like who scott will choose to be the starting goalkeeper will be fully dependent on I think, honestly, who plays better in the Challenge Cup and maybe fits in that back line a little bit better. Mm. And, you know, if you are playing three at the back, you're probably going to be a lot more reliant on your goalkeeper's feet, mm-hmm. um, which, honestly, I can't remember for either of them who has better feet. Might lean maybe a little beta to that, but honestly, like, yeah, I think it'll depend on what the def- that defensive formation is and also who probably seems most comfortable with the back line in front of them. Okay. Yeah, you know, Kuzi just dropped a uh, on for all for eleven. Just drop is dropping ser- a series on goalkeepers, yes. and one of them was on Kaylin Sheridan, and she was talking a lot about partnership with Estelle Johnson and all that. So I really do wonder. Like everybody talked about that Gotham Force field. We of course, you know, it's ancestral mm-hmm. goalposts, uh, but, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I do think that that's going to be a big deal. Like I don't think that can exist when you right. don't have a goalkeeper back there that kind of communicates so well and that can anticipate shots because. It was really all about the defense making it more predictable for Kaylin Sheridan to understand what kind of shot she was going to face, and that's going to be interesting without that goalkeeper there, well, with also, that with that like communication and that understanding. So that's going to be interesting. Well, but also, and we saw this a few times. Actually, I mean, when I saw it internationally, I was like, "Oh, I've seen this a bunch of times for Gotham." Sheridan's distribution at times last season was a little bit questionable. It would sometimes lead to another team getting a chance. Um, didn't happen all the time, but, you know, maybe once every few games, sometimes twice every few games. Uh, so I think that's also going to be a really – I think it's how Scott wants his team to play. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. at times there was I, – I don't know. The funny thing about Gotham is at times they were really heavy on playing out of the back to the point where it was almost a little bit stressful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's why I said that that back line used to meditate together because I, like, I, I was like, I'm stressed, but they don't seem flustered at all. Um, and so – I think putting in a keeper that has a lot of experience doing that is going to be important. And Sky, what are you going to say? Because I have a question for you before we move on to the next squad. So basically, because they haven't had preseason games and scrimmages, yeah, that little communication thing, yeah, it's going to be real vibey. Because, yeah. you know, you got to adjust to Ashlyn or Michelle. And then you got, we haven't played a team team. You know, mm-hmm. that's going to get really, really vibey. You know, goals may fly, but it builds character. They'll be hype. <laughs> you're killing just, me already with the bills coming. i just feel like it's gonna be one of those like where the teams who don't do well in the challenge chapter and be like doesn't even matter we weren't even trying like it's fine yeah, we, we weren't even playing we weren't even playing we ain't right. even starting I mean, nobody like, it, it sucks that they're going to have to they're gonna face north carolina i know we'll mm-hmm. talk about them eventually but yeah they, they might get a rude awakening on saturday or it's like oh snap okay we real playing the real team okay Oh, I actually think that game is just going to be all vibes. Like, because remember North Carolina's uh, decision from last Challenge Cup, which is just, we'll outscore everyone 
no defense, yes. yeah. all vibes. But then they still lost that game to Gotham four three, which I was there and almost <laughs> twisted my ankle. But oh, um, <laughs> don't, don't do that this time. <laughs> it's when that last goal get what went in. I like got really excited because I thought she did um a back heel flick like around. <laughs> The keeper, it didn't happen that way, but I thought it did, and I got excited and jumped up <laughs> and almost twisted my ankle. Uh, all right, last before we hop to the squad, who is one player you're interested in seeing? Mm, I would say it's a toss-up either between Ellie John, or mm. I just want to see more Cujo. Quite simple. Like, I, yes. I know what she can bring to the table. I just want to see Cujo get a lot of minutes and like meaningful minutes. Um, mm. And also that we know that Ali Long is currently where is Waldoing? um <laughs> uh, Allie Long is doing performance art as the NWSL <laughs> schedule <laughs> uh, that's back oh. oh I do want to I just want to see a lot more of uh Jen Kudrow because I think she can just really pull the strings and also last season Parkinson eventually wanted her to push up a lot more in the midfield and not necessarily play as a six so her combination with Christy Mewis will definitely be fun Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, right. that's my that, that's kind of my thing too. I wanna see I wanna see Jen Kudo played in, in the right position for her. Um, especially the O three at the back. I think there's a lot of work that can be done in that midfield and she's perfect for it. Um but I, I wanted to ask Sky this question right before we move on, talk about uh where we got the red stars next. I know Sky will follow me with this. All right. I know Sky won't be scared just to say something on this one. Addition by subtraction. What do you think is this this front line is gonna look like now? Oh, amazing, phenomenal, beautiful, because somebody who shall not be named won't be there. (laughs) When you were like addition by subtraction, I was like, what are words? Uh, No, that front line is about to be fire. It's about to be. Look, that front three, I know the, if I were to pick a front three right now, you have Midge, Ify, Paige Monahan. They all rotate. They are so fluid and they can, I've seen them hit on the counter so many times last season. It's a beauty to watch. Oh my god! I had to come on video because, like, yeah, it's gonna be fire. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. I... You gonna see what the front line should have looked like a long time ago? Whoop! Well, don't no. Well, we saw it at, at a point don't before say, Paige don't Monahan say, got don't injured. Don't say what you about to say, Sills. Do not do that. <laughs> we did. We I saw know, for a moment I, before Paige Monahan got injured. Yes, I know somebody came out. Uh, they went to Old Trafford and did what they did. Oh, no, don't, don't, do don't, do don't bring it up. Don't I'm bring it up. I'm so scared. I'm so no, scared. Don't do that. We're going to move right on. Chicago Red Stars. <laughs> we move right on. We're going to put that energy into the world. Okay. We're moving right on to the Chicago Red Stars. Go, go live in the woods. <laughs> go live in the woods. I don't know. I don't want to see it at all. Go be offline. <laughs> oh, gosh. The Red Stars play their first Challenge Cup game Sunday the 20th at 7 p.m. They play Houston. Uh, you got to have to check out the Shea Butter FC pod for what we think about Houston because of uh, Vibe. Uh, but for the Red Stars, <laughs> I, a little bit of the same thing. Like right. this, this, this squad is thin. It's simultaneously thin and thick. Like there are a lot of players <laughs> secretly on there. Like they have 12 defenders and 11 forwards, but also half of them are not there or cannot play. Is it just oh Yuki? And is it just Yuki in the midfield? Like, what are we doing? I think it's uh, it's gonna be Yuki Gatra and Danny Colaprico. Surprisingly, I think their midfield is what I'm least worried about. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's actually, yeah, yeah. They're actually pretty decent. Oh yeah, because oh lord, who is who is who's able to play? 
Who is not with child? <laughs> not Casey. <laughs> uh, I think Shanna uh, Davidson, okay. Tatum Malazzo. Okay. She does not um, have to play Trinity Rodman, right? Bianca <laughs> St. Oh, Aaron Wright is still there. <laughs> Very solid. Okay. Uh, Bianca St. George's may or okay. may not get red cards. Hey, she's got to keep it going. <laughs> she did get a, a good amount of red cards last I season. I mean, I guess we're going to see a lot of Jada. We're going to see what she do back there. Oh, um, yeah. So is, Ma- is, is ha- Madison Haley still staying in school another year? Is that what's happening? She was drafted by them in 2020. Yeah, I don't see her. Yeah. One. So I guess she took her extra years. I thought she got traded. Did I make that up? Did, she, did they? Tra- I don't know. Maybe. It's quite possible. But I feel like she's also going back to Stanford. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, then. All righty. So who's... Okay. Oh, you're going to play forward? Okay. Both. Right. She's going to do both. <laughs> So what they gonna, what are they gonna put on the field? Uh, I mean Mount Pew, pew pew pew. <laughs> so it's gonna be like a one something 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 in the back one. Oh no, I said pew pew pew, and I meant to do meet meet. Sorry, Sebastian, that was great. <laughs> meet wait, meet. Wait, oh my gosh, Mal meet meet. <laughs> um, I think you're gonna get a Mal Pew. What if I wonder if Chicago sets up as a four four two? Ooh, who's the other person up top? Is a what? Uh, Watts injured tore ACL at the end of last season. Oh, just kidding. No. Um, well, so okay. I think you'd probably have Pew and then maybe Rachel Hill. Wow. Wow. Okay. Or I mean, or honestly, any of the the new draftees. I can't lie. I don't necessarily know a lot about them at the moment, but we gonna learn. Gonna learn. There's gonna be some growth opportunity for growth here. I think Alyssa Mott's played a bit last season. Yes, yeah, she did. I think she did. Um, I love that. Courtney pointed out that uh, Sarah Waldo, who is pregnant, as well as uh, Casey Kruger, uh, has a season-ending injury. I just yeah. don't think that's what pregnancy is. <laughs> that's okay. really, really <laughs> The amount of disrespect. Yeah, they gotta find another classification. Yeah, for that, that ain't right. Like, just I don't say, think that's right. Like literally, just say pregnant. Pregnancy. Yeah. yeah pregnancy. Right. Like. Yeah, so you're sending injury. season ending injury into the world. Season ending, life ending. It's all you know. <laughs> I mean, your life will never life be the same. It's the last, you know, last time you'll sleep well. But yeah, that's true. Oh man, the great Sandra Herrera from hey. CBS Sports. Uh, shout pod. out to Sandra. Um, she dropped her uh, kind of a preseason kind of roster preview on the Red Stars it's on CBSSports.com. Uh, she noted in there, and I'm quoting, 2021 top prospect Madison Haley from Stanford is not yet reported to camp with no indication from the club that she will actually participate in the upcoming <clears throat> season. So. Okay, so, well, then. All right. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. We wow. have what we have here. Mm-hmm. Chicago, Chicago's going to use the Challenge Cup to uh, see what other players are available so they can train up their squad. <laughs> They're yeah, going to they be scouting. Build. They're going to be scouting. Other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, have they... Did they officially name a coach? Like, there's just so much. Yes, off. they did. Oh, they, yeah, did. they did. Yeah. In I fact, their media day that. video is just a YouTube interview with their new co- new coach. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was about to say that's kind of the other thing with Chicago, and I know they clearly had a lot going on. Yeah. You know, right after the challenge, right after the championship game, they booted Roy Dames, and we find out why. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they didn't really boot him; they let him resign, spend time with family, or whatever it is they, they said. <laughs> Uh, and then we found out that was bullshit. So that was, and then ever since then, they just been scrounging. We heard about they they seem to be close to a coaching hire. Then I don't know what happened. Something happened, and that mm-hmm. didn't go down. And so they hired somebody else. But you know, even even talking to some folks who are who normally cover the Red Stars, like on the ground, 
they have not been doing a good job of like their media is, at all as well. So we don't really know what yeah. this team has, what their approach is or anything because they have been radio silent. So we're going to find out like, on Sunday. Like Honestly, <laughs> if I were the Red Stars, if they could, I'd pull back Sarah Lubert from Cuba Medica. Wow. She's currently on loan. Okay. And it's um, had a good and amount of I goals. if I was and her, I would say no thanks. Nope. I'd be like, <laughs> absolutely not. That's fully fair. But if I'm I were the Red Stars, and it's like, hey, we need another goal scorer and someone who has oh, been man. playing and been in good form and doesn't and necessarily have a, yeah. a question mark around her head, like, yeah. that go get Sarah. But she's going to be like, absolutely not. We're going to the playoffs. How about y'all? Mm-hmm. That's true. Tracks. Yeah. Tracks. Yeah. Like, I Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure what the game plan is and I don't I don't think Chicago is either. Honestly, I think a listener is gonna be real busy. <laughs> real busy. Yeah, oh yeah, because they also healed. lost um who they uh, what's her face? She went to Kansas City, right? Their old keeper who who was filling in for Nair. Oh yeah, I think so. Yes. 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 So I don't they even know back. who the second goalkeeper. Okay, so uh, we might be right now. Yeah. And they have a non roster invitee for their third keeper. Oh, her name right. is Bridget Skiba. <sighs> Okay, so we'll learn on as we will for Houston on Sunday. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, that game is going to be fun. It's either going to be no goals or seventeen. There's going to be no between. And like, there's a song called Vibes, but we can't sing that because that person from Chicago's in prison. So that song's okay. on. So <laughs> on Damn that it. note, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we are Hello, North Carolina. <laughs> We are moving to North Carolina. Who uh, the Courage? Uh, another strange team, but um, they they might be fun on the pitch. They they kick off the Challenge Cup or their Challenge Cup on the nineteenth. Uh, that's that Gotham game, seven p.m. against Gotham, North Carolina. I know Courtney Carolyn is there. That's one person you're really excited yes. to see in the NWSL. Two players actually. I'm very excited about Caroline. I'm also very excited about Diana Ordonez, former yeah. who. Played literally would score a bunch, like scored a bunch of goals over uh, her time at UVA, and um, but yeah, the besides also the shadow hanging another player who shall not be named. Um, yeah, 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 about North Carolina, <laughs> we have we have a, we're starting to get a few amount of those uh, um, in the NWSL, but I think like. North Carolina's additions over the past season, obviously getting Pinto. Um, and then they still have a really solid, like besides that, it's still a solid core with um, Ivana Solowan, who I think is back from injury. Cause I, won't, I think she ended the last season in, uh, with an injury, but between Solowan, Pinto, Dabinia, and then adding in players like Caroline, but also um, Jorian Balcom, Diana Ordonez, and also picking up uh, now they have, all the pickets? Yep. Picket, picket all the, all the, picket, all the picket, pickets in the league. <laughs> yeah. between... oh, no, they don't. They don't have the third picket. The third picket no. in Kansas City. Oh, they don't. That's yeah, right. They, oh, they yeah. don't have Victoria, but they got the others. <laughs> they got, the they other got a picket fence, though. Oh. Outside back situation going. On. Of yeah. uh, Kiki and Carson Pickett. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. That's that's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, I think. And I'm curious how that midfield will look because I think they, for the most part, Solomon's gonna need someone else. Yeah, with her no. as a holding midfielder when you want Dabina, Dabinia Pinto to really just yeah. go forward. Um, I think they're good. I think it's interesting too. So they went and got Katie Bowen, and so you have that New Zealand center back pairing. So it's not a learning curve for them. I think that was a smart yeah. move. 
even though Katie Bowen in the league has played like six Mi- different positions, they yes. were like playing her as a six. Yeah, she's been at a six. times. At, so um, she's a backup six. They, well, they would like honestly, Kansas City would swap her and um, Kristen Edmonds a few different times. Yeah, <laughs> last season, of, yeah. who's playing playing center back? Who's playing the six? Um, oh, I forgot about Mary Mathias. My fault. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but yeah, I think that back line will be oh. Okay, um, one person I'm excited about, and sorry to bring up a hokey uh, in Courtney's presence, but I like Emily Gray a lot. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's really good. She's things. a baller. I think yeah. she's really good. Um, so yeah, we'll see what she looks like in the tournament. Ooh. It might take her a while to adjust, but I think once she does, that might also be helpful. This, but it also says Caroline has not yet reported. <gasps> How dare I know? Oh, 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 oh. Well, I hope she's there by the by when they go to Gotham. <laughs> so I want to see that <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was looking at the, this list of defenders and saying um, there, there's a possibility they might have a few wingbacks. Could this be another team that does a three at the back or not? Nah? <laughs> I think if they were to do it, they'd have to make the three Kurtz, Ursaig, and Bowen. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Kiki can't do it? She'd be a wingback. Yeah, yeah, I put her her she'd be a crazy good wingback. I would put her back, center back. Yeah, she'd actually be a really good wing back. Um, she, she would be a good wing back. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't put Keith at um as one of the center backs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think they're four at the back team. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Supposedly, um, allegedly. We'll see. Maybe, times uh, I mean, they used to do that weird midfield formation stuff. I don't think they'll do that. I mean, but you got the tall and goal, so you should be good. I mean, you do, I would argue, <laughs> Casey Murphy is probably the best goal. I think she's certainly in the conversation. Um, Definitely. And I mean, she's I'd a tall... i she's like top she's, three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's she's definitely earned her, her keep there. So, that'll help. Her keep, ha ha ha. Question for the group, what do we think their midfield is going to look like? Obviously, North Carolina is known for that. Four two 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 formation. Um, wait, wait, wait. Can they run the four two two two? I don't think they will. But can they though? With what you see, I guess. I mean, when they would try it after like last season, after Riley was gone, it did not. Nah. So I don't. I don't think. I mean, they could. They. I mean, they could try. You know, now they have it. But I. I think they should get away from that. I don't think it was working. And I honestly think, looking at personnel, Mm -mm. I don't think it's quite the same. No. I mean that 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 the team that was really that really had it going. I mean that team had Sam Mewis and Crystal Dunn. Right. Like. mm -mm. Right. Which Mm -hmm. honestly, two players that can make almost any form. So when I'm in the car to Fullerton watching this game, (laughs) (laughs) Uh do we try the four two two against Gotham? Two two. Two, two. No, no. I, I just I'm looking at that midfield. No. It just doesn't make. Any I sense. personally wouldn't because you're just gonna allow Gotham space on the wings, which is yeah. probably exactly what they want. Yeah, they <laughs> want to be out wide. Like yeah. okay. you have players right. like Midge and Paige Monan, or even at times Evie when they like kind of so, rotate. So are they running a four, some, some, some. Four, four, two, maybe. I think you, you could see you a four, four, two, four, three, three. You do a four, three, three, or maybe in a, a four, four, two diamond. Oh, good old diamond. Yeah, yeah cover that outside area. Formation. Yeah. I mean, the spicing needs to be correct, or... Well, yeah. I mean, that's what, preseason, that's what preseason's for. Exactly. Okay. Got new things. So, we're gonna have a, so I'm excited. We're going to have vibes on my way to Fullerton. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a pretty vibey game, I feel. So my, my last question for y'all on, uh, or the last question I have, if y'all want to talk about something else, let me know or, and hop in after this. But I have a question about Brianna Pinto. 
Um, we knew that, you know, we, we were really excited about her with Gotham. Didn't work out. She went back home. What are y'all expecting from Brianna Pinto with the courage in this in this lineup, in this setup? To remind y'all who the hell she is. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, it's... Well, I'm so... Irri- yeah, I'm still irritated with Gotham. Well, so I think part of it, honestly, probably was, like... I don't know. I think last year for a lot of players was a tough year. I oh, think, yeah, like... And also, for example, knowing about Pinto, um, didn't know that she was still in school during that season. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, yeah, she was, yeah, was doing like a master's program yeah. or something like that. Like one of those four plus one, and that mm-hmm. plus one, you like do the things. Oh, so yeah. she was playing soccer whilst full time. Yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus, girl. Well, okay, but- girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, but not only between that, but also like. I don't know, kind of thinking about, I think if she had, for example, joined Gotham this year and like stayed Mm. another year at home or something like that, it would have been a completely different story. But also thinking like, okay, she was still in school. She's also literally from the area, like has not left the area her whole Mm. life, like born and raised in that area, North Carolina, went to UNC, like (laughs) they literally play and carry, um, like has not really left. So I think. And is a really family oriented, like you can, like that family's really close knit. Um. Yeah. yeah I think for her one change of scenery two I think it was wrong fit wrong time like I don't I don't think either side was necessarily wrong um but sometimes you need to go somewhere else and they need scorers they need goals so I think she gets to make runs and yeah. shoot the ball at the net and, and yeah. somebody's not there no more and also I think one part of it as well with Gotham was like it, honestly at times or even for honestly for that entire season it was very hard to break into gotham starting 11 like it was quite simply set um and just like it was very hard to break into so i think that's not like a that's kind of discouraging especially when you're drafted you know number three overall and you're seeing what number one and number two are doing Mm -hmm. with their respective teams um but yeah i just i think it's like a right fit wrong time yeah and and then also like new coach a lot of turmoil over the course of the season um quite clear that like uh, Freya Coom had different plans for Pinto than mm. Scott Parkinson did. Yeah. So. And that yeah. it happens when there's change. And like I said, I think she's probably in the best spot for her, herself at this time. Um, and I do. I think she'll have a really solid season. Um, oh, she's going to play. Yeah. yeah. But I, the, well, I, the question is really, A, well, besides what they have their role for her, but um, also looking at this lineup, there are a good amount of internationals. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very international squad. Um, hmm. Gonna have players going away, and so I think, like even just kind of looking at that, like you're you automatically know that Caroline Dabinia is gonna go solo on when she gets back in fitness is gonna be in Concacaf Con- World Cup qualifying. Denise O'Sullivan can't remember how our team is doing uh, for Euros if they made it or not. Ireland but... did not make no, it, but no. they're doing World Cup qualifying. So yeah, mm. so then World Cup qualifying like this team is going to kind of get like picked and pulled apart at times, just from the fact that like they do have a lot of international players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, she'll definitely, she'll definitely get multiple opportunities, I think to um, prove herself. And I'm, I'm excited. Like, I think she has the goods. I think she's number three for a reason. Um, So yeah, I I hope good things for her. And I hope good things for Dorian. Like I do, I hope she gets a, a new. Yes. Oh, Dorian's about it. And in the words of Sky, is gonna start putting the ball in people's foreheads. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All the time, ridiculous. What's up, homie? 
She's about to do yeah, that I was going to say, fr- friend of both pods, Jory yeah. and Balcom, we, we, we all rooting for her. Um, yeah. More worldies. No, yeah, I was going to say that the Wolfsburg worldie and also when she, uh, she just got something against Germany, right? Wasn't it uh, a Bayern Munich? It was <laughs> yeah, she trumped. She trumped. Come a guy. She trumped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, send her to like the that. ground. Put that her in the rough. dirt. Yeah. Oh, get cooked. <laughs> that was rough. So Wait, we want to see a cook? lot more of that. Is she gonna cook somebody Sunday? Blessings. We'll see. I hope so. I no, hope so. She, who's she trucking? Mandy and Estelle. That's not happening. Listen, it depends who starts. starts. I'm it's here for it. It depends on who starts. That's all true, I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Orlando and talk about them. Their first game. It's Saturday the 19th, 7 p.m. That's against the Spirit. Um, Orlando feels like another team that's going to vibe it out this season. But I think they're going to start the Challenge Cup right, only because I think they've played two or three. Like, they've had a lot of preseason games, so I think they're quite simply going to start better than yeah. other teams because they've yes. just yeah, quite simply it. been playing together. <laughs> like, like, just from the, the basis of, like, now how that will last over the course of the challenge cup i don't know but i think mm. they're going to probably start brighter because mm. their players have just quite simply been playing together but also a squad with so much turnover a new coach a lot of players leaving a lot of players coming in so there's there's a lot happening like i'm like looking at this like who the hell do i know <laughs> who are any of these people i mean so obviously everything sort of starts with marta and, and sid at this point um I mean, they're still Marta and Sid LaRue, so they that's, always, that's always a plus. They have Darren um, Jenkins now. And Darren wow, Jenkins. yeah, I, I feel like that was a good addition, uh, yes. surprisingly. Um, wow, that's really a perfect one. Okay, I remember that vaguely. <laughs> I was like, I know we traded people to Orlando. Um, so she's there, and again, is somebody who just will play a lot of good direct um, football. I thought Erica Timrak was really good last year when she was able to play I thought she helped that team quite a bit in the middle um we'll see what that looks like this year and what what Amanda Cromwell's plans are um this feels like a project though like yeah. Orlando feels like a project um that like two years from now will probably be very good but um I don't know I also am interested to see if what Amy Turner has learned now that she's been in the NWSL <laughs> that was a rough <laughs> season for her last year <laughs> Like, buddy, she struggled last year. I'm just going to keep it real. Oh, I think that also Gunny Yon's daughter, even though I thought, like, she was probably one of the more solid midfielders for them, also, like, that midfield that time was just a little Mm. bit uh, Swiss cheesy, as I like to say. It's going to come back to tactics from the new coach. Yeah. What are we deploying? And it can't be one, some, 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 one. Does it have to be... (laughs) Well, I, th- I think one thing that's going to help them a little bit is uh, Taylor Corniak not being there and telling people that she's a six. So, like, I'll, I'll like. Oh, we'll talk about that next hour. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. For, the, for the West Coast preview, because I, I think they'll now be able to have more of a midfield and they might be able to be more direct, like they probably should have done with her, or they tried to do it until I guess she wanted to play a different position. But I think people kind of forget because of the way that she plays like Darren Jenkins is is yeah. quite tall. She's 5'10". So like 
that is definitely she can she can play as a winger or you can make her a target and put her central. So they might be a little bit more versatile um, in attack than we've seen. Ooh, so, wait, you, can play, like you can play you can play Sid and Marta off of her. That's yep. a conversation. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, I feel like Marta will probably still play a little bit more centrally, like yeah. she does enjoy playing. But I definitely yeah. think the addition of Darian Jenkins, especially because I felt like at times, I mean, honestly, if I was were to describe Orlando's like forwards last season it was like Sid LaRue just having one of her greatest like just mm-hmm. constantly hunting for goals and at times doing everything she can to get that like get one and so now that she's having like another person play with her it's like oh yes yeah. oh yeah now I'm not it's not just me up here right yeah I do want, I want to see what J- uh, Jada Taylor looks like um okay. yeah and then yeah I just want there should be tactics not vibes in the midfield <laughs> I, I, think they, I think they'll have tactics uh this year uh you can one, have day Courtney, one day courtney peterson James. will play midfield one day yeah mm, yeah i, I mean out of the, move. the current midfielders you can have james and jan's daughter kind of yeah play off a, each other and kind of try to lock it down a little bit. james was a good pickup i think she has potential i think if she's paired well um mm-hmm. that could be yes that could be good they've got some They've got some decent players. Celia's also there now. I I'm glad she got to go somewhere where I think she'll play a lot more. Oh um, Lord, they're playing the spirit. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. Then. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they've the got defensive rock potential. I don't think they'll finish bot- bottom of the. Yeah, I think I gotta like and, right and, and agree with. Yeah, <clears throat> I think I gotta like and agree with what you said, Sylvs. Like this is, you know, they they had new ownership come in. They had new coach come in. You know, they are trying to rebuild. I mean that 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 original like pride project was just weird. They never really seemed to know what they were doing or be able to recruit to figure out what they were doing. The, you know, the old coach wanted to do art and when the NWSL, you can't, that ain't, that, <laughs> you don't do that, homie. So like, he's going to do art back to Manchester. No, he's doing, I mean, yeah. this is, it's, it's more his speed. Like Manchester, yeah. like the WSL is more his speed. He can yeah. do what he wants to do there, but not in the NWSL. Yeah. They found that out kind of the hard way. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that in a couple of years, we will see if they stick with it, this that's kind of the way to judge the team but starting out in the challenge cup you know we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens i think they got some bright spots but we also have question marks tactics oh, 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 oh. This. i do wait wait, wait. i want to see viviana villia corta because then she tear uh, her ACL. wasn't she did she go to she she was from ucla yeah, right she went to ucla ACL. yep yep yeah she tore her acl she was actually really really good i want to see mm-hmm. her yeah. maybe yeah. that helps maybe it's no longer vibes maybe we got a team I think they have a team. I don't know what that team will look like, but I I do. I think it's a fresh start. Um, And I'm excited that Michelle Akers is coaching. I think that's really cool. I mean, and there there will be natural growing pains of like a new coach. Like that happens anyway. And then like a new coach also coming from, you know, a college system where obviously things are very, very different. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So uh, let's move on to... Y'all know Rossing. Yes. Rossing Louisville. <laughs> Y'all knew that was coming. Uh For Friday, season two. <laughs> March eighteenth. Uh so <laughs> Friday, March eighteenth, uh seven thirty PM. They play Kansas City in their first challenge cup game. What do we think of, you know it's what they've done this offseason is funny. Because they were just basically like, you know what, that whole expansion draft we did was trash. So let's just, you know, build a team. And it's like, y'all could have done this like the you first know. year. <laughs> right? I, what a uh, yeah, Louisville frustrates me because, like, what what were we doing last year? Like, you, yeah, you could have been. You're still an expansion team. You still would have had growing pains. Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah, you could have done this a year ago. 
Just saying. Yes. So I have questions. I mean, hmm. to be fair, I have a lot of questions. Um, one, I guess, <laughs> starting goalkeeper is Katie Lund now. I guess uh, like, of the strength of that of the strength yeah. of that uh, women's cup final. She oh, can also yeah. kick a penalty, so it's good. Yeah, to know. she that was wild in that one. <laughs> um, but still, it seems like a relatively young goalkeeper. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the back line. Uh, I mean. Aaron it's Simon a, got her stole stolen several times last season. Oh yeah. my goodness! Mostly oh. by, uh, mostly by Eugenie. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she gone. The at one least, so. her up. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's about to. She's about to. She's about to go to another life. It's about yeah. to be real this season. But um, I mean, there's potential. I mean, we have a friend of the pod, Sydney Cummings. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. We all love Emily Fox. It's a journey. <laughs> I really like her. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a growth experience. She takes the, gonna... I say she takes the scenic route sometimes, and that's okay. <laughs> you know what? I, yes, should have ever heard. It's it's so true. My my only concern is I don't want them to get like to kind of force it and try to get her on the ball more by like putting her in midfield. I want them to oh, make sure Lord. she stays at whoa, left. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why would we be that. doing that? Well, we made no, some, no, they, they yeah. well, well, they put her on the right the same coach, for a long yeah. part of the year last year. And she plays me. on the left. I'm just saying, I don't want to see it. They played her out of position a lot last year. Yes. A lot. Yes. And she was still good, by the way. But like, yeah. she should be a left back. Yes. Correct. For club and country, but that's a different conversation. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to see Addison Merrick. I want to see yeah. Charmaine Morgan. Yep, yep. Um, there's going to be a lot of growth. We're going to do a lot of character building. <laughs> hey, yo, they they did pick up Jessica McDonald, and I think Jessica McDonald and yes. and Ebony Salmon oh, is going to be so good. Gonna be fire. very gonna be interesting. Fun. I'm excited about that one. Exactly. I think, Nadine yeah. behind them, maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cheat her back as a, a false ten. I don't know what we're calling that. Um, <laughs> but I actually think that attacks. <laughs> um, I don't know what a false ten. We're gonna call it that. Um, <laughs> I don't know where Nadine plays at this point. Like, just float in the middle and do shit is pretty much her job. Um, yep. I think they should just have a basic four-four-two. Okay. Yeah. And you'd have yeah, like McDonald's salmon. I think McDonald's very good for Ebony Salmon. I'm actually yes. really excited yes. about that. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I think that might be the perfect person for her. Yeah, because you need her. Because there are times where it's like Ebony, just go. That yeah. you have that mentorship. Oh, mm. Jalen Howell is going to be sitting up in this midfield. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I, why they do a four-four-two. Yeah. Keep it, keep it. Okay, so Jalen's in the midfield, so I better not see Emily. Okay, Jalen's in the midfield, so I better not see Emily in no midfield. Agreed. Which which Emily? Oh, Emily Fox. Fox. Yeah, it's too many Emilys. (laughs) (laughs) I better not see Miss Fox in the midfield. She needs to be on the on the back line. There's no need. Jalen Howell's here. Uh, She might play the whole back line at this point, but yeah, she will be on the back line. Um, yeah, Jalen. I mean, that uh, if Jalen Howell falls to you, you take her. I think at most her growing pains will be in the Challenge Cup. I do not think it'll take her that long to adapt. Yeah. Um, and she'd really well. She, well, she about to grow up. Her. She about to grow up Friday. About <laughs> to learn real good Friday. And um, I'm, I'm assuming she's also going to slot in because now that um, but Savannah McCaskill, yeah, is out of yeah. the, is out the mix as well. And Yuki gone. And Yuki, yeah, two, two of the most creative it. offensive players. Oh, I missed that ass though. And uh, in, in local, <laughs> that was a fun. That was a fun time. Um, <laughs> that was a fun time. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of growing pains. Um, you have Jalen, but I'm not a hundred percent sure about that midfield on the whole. Um, and that back line's gonna be, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a ride. It's gonna be a ride. 
It's gonna be some growing up. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't really expect them to win, but again, Chaos Cup, anything can. can you never know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is going to depend on other teams' approach to it. Like, and you know what? This might be a good segue too, because I think one of the teams that you know, and I just listened to um, on the attacking third. I was in their preview episode. They had Sam Staub, and of course, she was like, "We're going out to win it." But I was like, "I don't even know how much you're going to play in this." Like, I think the Spirit are really looking at their second eleven. So we're going to go and talk about the Washington Spirit. They kick off Saturday, uh, March 19th, 7 p.m. against Orlando. So, yeah, for me, I think what the Spirit are going to do and the way I think they're approaching this, and I haven't talked to anybody with the club or anything, so this ain't inside information. It's just shit, I think. Um, But I I really think that they're going to look at their secondary squad because Mm -hmm. they are going to lose a lot of players, um, particularly from the U.S. Women's National Team, but also other national teams. they got a lot of internationals in their squad, and they're really going to have to find players that can step up through that. One player I'm really interested in is Gabby Vincent. They picked her up from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. very good midfielder, and she has that that patented spirit pass in her locker. She can do that. That ball over the top, 40, 50-yard mm-hmm. ball over the top, the Trinity Rodman or, or, or you know whoever happens to be up there, Ashley Hatch, like she can do that. So I'm really excited to see that. Well, that's going to be the move this year because there's 800 forwards on the uh, <laughs> yeah. Spirit Facts. Yeah. I'm excited to see some more of Tanaya Alexander. Oh, yes. absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Amazing. I'm Beautiful. very excited. And she actually signed her contract, so she is Gucci. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm really – she's one of my – yeah, like, in general, players to watch. That's another episode. That's going to be fun. Gucci's. But, um, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think she's going to be a, a blast. I'd like to see her with Trinity, even though we're probably not going to see it that much. Wait, but Andre, I have a question for you. Tori Huster, torn uh, Achilles. How do you think that, especially like off last year where so much of the core of the team was a young bunch? Yeah, they have one season under their belt. But how do you think, I guess I'm curious of how you feel like maybe the culture of the team or just like the ethos of the team will be without their captain, who also has been like such a stalwart in the NWSL. Yeah, it is on the pitch. It's going to be very interesting. Off the pitch, she's going to be there. Um, she she talked, you know, a, a bit um, ago. I can't remember who she was talking to. Um, it may have been attacking third again. They, they get everybody. Um, but uh, I think it was. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think they were. Um, I, I think uh, Tori said that she is going to return to the squad to continue uh, training or, or rehabbing um, throughout the season so she can be in and around the squad um, while she rehabs. So that's good. But yeah, on the pitch, she 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 communicates a lot. She's very very good at setting players up, calming players down, especially so many young players, and they are absolutely going to miss that. So it is going to be up to other players to really step up. You know, uh, Andy Sullivan isn't the most vocal player, but she can be. She can kind of do that thing, and she's got more a lot more experience now. And I think people know what to expect from her as well. So I'm I'm hoping it's not going to be a big deal, but also. I know how important she was last season, you know, to that team. But like you said, also to the league. I mean, she was, you know, <laughs> we talked to her a couple of times and she was like, yeah, I basically don't have free time when I'm, when I, I'm either training or I'm on a Zoom call or I'm on a conference call or something trying to get the CBA done, you know, talking to, you know, Megan Burke with the NWSLPA to deal with other issues that were happening in the NWSL and obviously her own team, you know, having Richie Burke, you know, all that come out and him going, the ownership struggles, all that. So, I mean, I think... Part of this, like for me, part of this is going to be like for the spirit. I think we're going to see like the real spirit, if, if, if that makes sense. Like I think they all galvanized 
over, over so much last season, so much they had to endure, that now we're going to see like the how are they actually as an actual team that doesn't have those external things to fight against. That's what that's what I think is going to be interesting, but I don't think we're going to see that in the Challenge Cup, <laughs> particularly. I think that's going to wait until the regular season. Yeah, I I definitely agree, especially because I remember Andre. I think I, we were on what burn it all down right after basically all of the spirit stuff at first went down, and we were asked the question like, will the spirit you know make it to postseason? Um, and we did kind of see that rallying cry together, and so I am curious how, what it is like when you don't have something that's just like forcing you together. I think my one, um, and again, we might not find out that much about it in the preseason. Um, Zap de- defense had a really phenomenal like last two month run. How sure are we that that sustains itself? Mm-hmm. I think the center back sustains. Okay. I think the center back pairing sustains. Mm-hmm. Like Sam was as always been, right. Yeah, Stab is. Very solid. Emily Son is at her most comfortable at center back. Okay. It should be center back. You, you lost an important piece, uh, I think, anyway, in McGrady. I know she didn't start every mm-hmm. game, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you lost a really good set piece taker, Tegan <laughs> McGrady. So, um, very true. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, on the outside, right? Thinking of like a, a Gotham that likes to exploit mm-hmm. those outside spaces. Just thinking. Uh, I don't know if it's going to look like the last two months or like the first four months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what's going to be interesting about it is seeing like the real spirit. I mean, I, I know that part of their defensive turnaround was just the, straight, the fact that like straight up Richie Burke didn't coach defense. He just straight up didn't. He just ignored the defenders and was like, we defend by keeping the ball as if you could keep like 98% of the ball in a, in a in a football match and expect that to happen all the time. And of course it never did. So whenever they needed to actually defend and people saw it, you know, if you were able to run at them, the, the spacing was all off. You know, there were a couple of times when you could just, you, you play a decent through ball and you'll know, like you got a good chance of being able to get on the other end of it. So now that they actually focus on and pay attention to defense, they got so much better, but it's still that thing where that team was galvanized by something else last yeah. season and they rode it all the way to the championship. So now it's going to be like, what did they learn? And can they put it all together to replicate all that? Questions. Well, no. Mm-hmm. You know, another interesting thing is, and I and I and I heard this. I haven't been able to actually see with my own eyes yet. Um, but Jaden Shaw, very young attacker, seventeen mm-hmm. years old, but impressed in camp, and uh, looks like she's going to be with the team as well. So we've got another really young attacker. It can't be uh, overstated enough, right? You have new ownership at the top that is, you know, willing to invest and and really grow this club, um, and invest in its players and. Uh, Cherry Rami can't surprise anybody this year. Uh, not that she surprised me, but um, and she's also uh the first millionaire in yeah, the yeah. Uh, So yeah. Wait, but Andre, I have one more question about the spirit. Mm-hmm. So with, because I noticed at times last season Julie Rodder would sometimes play in the back line, but I know she was a, a originally recruited as a midfielder. Where do you think they're going to play her? And if, for example, they wanted to put her as like, let's say the spirit want to play three at the back. Honestly, I'm just like kind of running with this experiment because I'm curious. <laughs> um, do like a do you who would you I guess put as those three center backs? But also like I guess I'm kind of curious about Julia Rotter because she's also another one you know Swedish international who will be gone for probably a good part of the season. 
Yeah, I was going <laughs> to, honestly, the three at the back thing gives me a little bit of PTSD because, you know, they, they tried that in the last Challenge Cup. And it was like that, that honestly, that was the reasoning we heard for like why they brought in Sonnet, why they brought in Kelly O'Hara. Like, we're going to play, we're going to s- secure three at the back. We're going to play, you know, uh, Paige Nielsen, Sam Staub, Emily Sonnet, Kelly O'Hara on the, at right wing back, you know, Tegan is the left wing back, whatever. And like that, that was going to be the way that they played. And then that lasted, that didn't even last like the entire Challenge Cup. They reverted back to their, in some games, they reverted like back mid-game to 4-3-3. So, so like, so, mm, yeah. So I feel like, okay, not to not to harp on Chelsea, but like Rudiger <laughs> plays really well, three at mm-hmm. the back. If you put him in a four at the back, he mm-hmm. is not the same player. He is not the same player. Emily Correct. Sonnet plays really Correct. well four at the back as a center back. If you put her at a three in the back, Jesus. It's too much space to cover. Like I don't trust that. That's the same thing her being like a six. It doesn't yeah. work. You know, there, there's so many no. we that's the thing. Like, she and, needs and, to be paired with somebody. Right. And to Chris Ward's credit, he has realized that very early on. When he got to the team, he said, Okay, no more moving around. You're not a right back, you're not a six. You're not anything else. You are a center back. And we're going to put a center back in a back four. And we're going to put you next to Sam Staub, who has a very good left foot, left-footed player, put you on the right, put her on the left, and that's how we're going to do things. So I don't expect them to think about trying it all, going back to a back three. I would but, like to to answer, <laughs> but to answer your uh, Julia Rodar question, that's what's so interesting to me is especially without Tegan, I don't really know who's going to lock down that left back spot. I think her best spot is really the left side of a of kind of a, a midfield four. She combined really well um, with a lot of players playing on that role. Multiple players, actually. It's kind of her most comfortable position, but I don't know how comfortable she is as a, an actual left back. So that's where I have questions for this team. Like, what are they going to do out wide and um, in, in defense? So... Yeah, uh, question mark uh, as far as left back goes for the spirit, and we go just going to leave it there. The Challenge Cup is coming, so get excited for that. And, of course, get ready and, and uh, get ready to listen to the West Coast preview, the West Coast, Midwest, something else, geographically imbalanced preview that we got coming up on Shea Butter FC. But for now, it's time to for us to do what we do here, heated and hyped. We're going to let the guests kick us off to let us know what's got them heated throughout this uh what's got them heated at the moment and then we're going to talk about and close it out with hype because that's what we do Sills, what's got you heated right now i saw you're heated so i won't take it but we we are no you can take it because i got plenty i feel like that's all of our heated there's so many um heated uh yeah hey fans you don't get to come back in the middle of a panini and heckle people uh oh yep uh like what went down first of all indian wells not the best place to be a black tennis player just gonna put it out mm-hmm. there um but yeah so naomi osaka played her match uh this past weekend and there was a person in the crowd who just i guess was pretty inse- uh, incessant with with heckling her i think originally we thought she said something about the opponent who is russian i think um and so in regards to the war uh between russia and ukraine uh, but no, turned out they were heckling uh, Naomi, who did finish her match um, and then spoke to the crowd afterwards and who's been very honest about her her struggles with mental health and 
um, being able to be in a healthy place to be able to play and um, wanting to enjoy the sport that she plays. It's not as if she is not talented. She's won several times, um, but trying to find that balance. And so uh, that did not help. And you are not entitled to treat people uh, in harmful ways, right? There's a difference between like, oh, you're booing somebody and whatever that person was doing. So um, yeah, that one wasn't really feeling it uh, too much. And yeah, it's a whole lot about black tennis players catching strays this, this weekend. So um, yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Facts. Uh, Sky, what's got you heated? Um, This craziness of acting like Aaliyah Boston is not the player of the year for uh, basketball. Like this campaign to make anybody not name Aaliyah the player of the year. This making up stats. This making <laughs> this crazy ass campaign. Like what? She's a walking double, double, triple, double, like all season, like every game, like win, lose or draw, like the most dominant player. And then the person y'all should have elected last year to be player of the year. Y'all trying to do a campaign when again, it's Aaliyah Boston. The answer is Aaliyah Boston. ESPN is Aaliyah Boston, period. Thank you. That's all. You don't need a white person to win the thing. Sorry. All right, well, I'm done. Uh, facts. <laughs> facts. Um, Courtney, what's got you heated? A few things. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. First, I'm trying to find that tweet from that man who is loud and wrong. You can be one or the other. You can either There's... be wrong or you can be loud. And I, who am I talking about? There's so many options. Truly so many <laughs> options. And I'm trying my hardest to quickly find this tweet because he got rightfully dunked on. Is it start um, with a D? His first name Oh, was it Rovell? Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I am just... That troll. Literally okay. such a troll. I was. It's so funny because in his Twitter bio, it's, he's in the business of, of sports betting. He's a sports business reporter and then doesn't actually understand businesses and <laughs> when businesses are underfunded and maybe why they're pulling in less people because despite being historically underfunded for literally decades, there's still a huge fan base. Mm-hmm. So that that was what about March Madness or uh, Women's March Madness versus Men's March Madness. So that was just annoying. He was also doubling down in the comments and I was like, shut up. You are, you are loud and wrong. You choose one. You cannot be both. Um, and what else I'm angry about, and we're talking about this very carefully because it's something in theory we should not be talking about. But I keep seeing people talk about it, and that's why I'm, I'm heated. There is a certain WNBA player who's currently being detained overseas. Mm-hmm. And despite, I've seen probably at least, I've seen both. I've seen at least 10 articles being like, why aren't we talking about this player? They're detained overseas. We need to make noise. And it's like, no, you absolute imbecile. There's a reason why people are not talking about it. There's a reason why her teammates are not talking about it. There's a reason why the WNBA is not talking about it. There, It is literally strategic for her safety. Yes. And yet I literally saw a viral TikTok about it. I saw two viral TikToks about it yesterday. And I DM these people being like, you talking about this is literally putting her in more danger because the last thing we want is for her to become a quote unquote political pawn and for it to get worse. And yet despite all the articles, there's actually really great um, podcast about it released by ESPN today but like just kind of talking about like the intricacies and why we should not be making noise about it. But despite that, I keep seeing people who literally are not tapped into these sports spaces, keep writing articles, TikToks, all the things being like, we need to make noise about this. And it's like, no, we, no, we don't. 
no. literally oh my god, no hashtag. Hashtag. Oh my god, hashtag. Stop. I mean, I would argue she's already a, a pawn. There's really no way around that, but that's why we shouldn't be making noise. So um really all I can do is say prayers over over her. Like I just I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Me neither. But it's like you don't want it like you don't want the story to get bigger. Right. And there's like there's a whole concerted reason of why it's not happening. And yet when it's quite clearly written on the wall, people decide to be like, um, what is it that meme from Arthur from DW being like, <laughs> You can't stop me because I can't read. They literally have that energy. <laughs> <laughs> literally have that energy and it's making me so mad yeah all right i feel you mm-hmm. yeah 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 no that's that's a, that's a real good one because that that has been ridiculous i think people just want like clout or something for being like jumping on a cause and it's like no 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 please read about this one this ain't the one this this definitely ain't the one yeah, it's like, too please serious shut up. yes please shut up y'all. yeah uh real quick on Ravel. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ever like a hand in the dirt. Like you never played the game type of person, but if y'all ever seen that dude try to run, he shouldn't be talking about nothing sports related. <laughs> Is it the basketball clip? Saying. You talking about the yeah, basketball? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, watch that. Try to find oh. that clip of that dude running. I, he, it, it won't take you, but like a step yeah. and a half to realize that dude ain't got so no good. credible opinion on anything sports related, yeah. uh, particularly with, uh, with women at all. So whatever. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, yeah, my heated pretty much the thing Courtney said all of us heated about Jane Campion uh being ridiculous uh she she directed wrote whatever the movie the power of the dog and you know when the homie uh dude with the with the mustache who everybody was like oh he's just a cool like a white dude with a deep voice now nah, he decided to be a full bigot and come out against that movie and say all kind of nonsense about westerns and all that and just be flat, loud and wrong because he thought as a woman and being where she's from she can't you know, she can't properly do this movie or whatever. And he was upset because the movie is about, I ain't going to spoil alert y'all, but basically there's, you know, it explores sexuality um, in, in the movie. And that is something that he clearly was triggered by. And he tried to, you know, hide it with all the nonsense that we always hear people talk about whenever they're triggered by something, but very lightly, you can, you can tell they don't do a good job of hiding it. And he didn't. And so people were, were, you know, going at him, she wins an award. I don't even know what she won. Was it a BAFTA or something? A Critics' Choice Critics Award, Choice. I think. Critics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Critics' Choice Award. Also being shady, but like not even the highest award in the game. Well, no. uh, well, see, uh, Sills and I <laughs> talked about this. Like, there, I'm one of the reasons I'm real upset about Sam Elliott is because yo, there were actually like legit criticisms of that movie, and your dumbass came out talking nonsense, and we all had to shut you up, and we couldn't even <laughs> talk about this movie for real, for real. But while she was, re- well, she was receiving an award for this movie. She looked at Venus Williams and said, Venus and Serena, you're marvels, but you don't have to compete against the men like I do. And I just don't understand what in the world. Well, I do understand because it's just straight up whiteness that made her think that in that moment of receiving an award for personal achievement, she had to elevate herself or to try to elevate herself above Venus and Serena Williams. I don't understand that at all. Like it was such an annoying and dumb thing to say. And I'm just, I've been, gl- I've been happy that the whole reaction that I've seen has been calling her out for this dumb stuff, because I'm sure there are some people out there who she didn't lie or whatever being stupid. But yo, like that to me was just like, I know she apologized and said she was thoughtless to me. Nah, that wasn't thoughtless. It was deep. You racing. thought about that. That was intentional. You just experienced what it's like to be on the to be targeted, and then you went and targeted somebody else. 
And that's kind of the whole deal. And we ain't going to get into it <laughs> today, but that's kind of the whole problem with white feminism and where it comes from is it doesn't understand. It's not inclusive and it doesn't understand. It doesn't want to understand that this is not what you do. You don't, you don't target other people just because you are more closely aligned with power, but that's exactly what she did. And it's annoying. So we're going to move on. Wait, I just think Venus and Serena should just carry around rackets and tennis balls. <laughs> and as soon as they just see something foolish, put it on the forehead. I think, I think, right, right, I think, to, right to the forehead. Uh, and I've seen their serves. That would be very painful. Um, I, she ain't I getting think, up if Serena connects. Right. Uh, I think Jane Campion uh, would make a great NWSL owner. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, (laughs) oh my god, we're gonna switch to being hyped. (laughs) Uh, We're gonna let's flip it up and let's go. uh, Sky, let's go first. What's got you hyped? Um, it's the March Madness is upon us. We have a bracket on the ESPNs. Uh Um, my Georgia Tech might get yeeted, but it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> we gonna we gonna basically yeah it's it's time for March Madness uh it's the greatest time of the basketball year and we out here so yeah happy basketball season go <laughs> team go team go team indeed uh Sills what's got you heat uh what's got you hyped I'm sorry um I think yeah sim similar I think just this weekend there's so much women's sports like I'm just really excited to not move a lot and like. Between soccer and, you know, both NWSL, um, you know, the European leagues, March Madness, women's bracket is, I think, better than the men's. And so I'm really excited to see uh, what they call it, the bloodbath, uh, the Stanford one and the Bridgeport and the Spokane ones are pretty brutal. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really excited to consume sports a lot uh, this weekend. And, yeah. All right. Uh, Courtney, it's got you hyped. Wait, I have one more. He did the Udinese oh. keeper was wearing. He's white, wore cornrows. Oh, I saw it. See when Roma scored. I said, you deserve to lose. I mean, they tied. Deserve to lose. You're white and you're wearing cornrows. Stop is, it. It's like when I watched, sorry. That's like when I watched, I got into cricket. And uh, and that'll be on this weekend as well. And there's a player from New Zealand who's white and has locks. And I genuinely want her to get hit, like, scored on every time. Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but what I'm hyped about, one... I found, and I'll, I'll retweet it, uh, one of the great memes of basically a South, Asian ma- a South Asian man standing like this and looking so disappointed. That beautiful meme came from a clip from a cricket match. Oh. <laughs> so when everyone was oh, talking dumb. about cricket, this video went viral and I screamed because I said, first it was a camera pan a la like Office-esque. Just like the guy drops the ball and it just immediately pans to the guy in the crowd and he's just the deep disappointment on his face. Hands on the Actually hips. Took. He is real upset. <laughs> <laughs> he's so upset and it is genuinely so funny. Uh, what I'm ex- what else I'm hyped about um, besides my incredible roommate Taylor making me a grilled cheese when I came back from the bar and was just so hungry because um, truly, <laughs> God bless her. And I'm also excited that like this... I'll have some time to like watch Abbott Elementary, even though stuff is crazy at work. But I've just been seeing all the clips. On, like it looks absolutely hilarious, and that's all I plan to do this Friday since I have to work on Saturday. So I'm just like going to get my pajamas and start binge watching this TV show because it seems incredible. And Quinta Brunson is one of the funniest people of all time. I 
you cannot argue otherwise. She's absolutely hilarious, and it translates to every single medium. It's you will you will laugh deeply, and you will be moved deeply. It's just a damn good sitcom. Like it's a classic and well done sitcom. Yeah, I've heard it. very good things about it. I gotta binge it too. I've been I've been sleeping. There's been too much soccer on it and time change kicking and my ass, like I said. Janelle, but, Janelle James will yeah, is the breakout star of that show. Wait, He's I late. remember one I remembered one more. Uh one more. when Sam Kerr scored. <laughs> not not her reaction, but Emma Hayes' reaction. Because <laughs> it's something that I have not seen really encapsulated when you're so happy that you're mad. <laughs> like it is a very specific type of emotion that I often go through. <laughs> and I'm so happy to see it encapsulated and shared. <laughs> she was looked so angry and was so happy at the same time. And I said, that is me in my heart of hearts. Um, my hype is real simple. Uh, what the reason for this whole podcast, uh, the NWSL is back challenge cup coming. Allegedly, we're going to have a season and a whole schedule. So allegedly, that's on the way. Probably. Uh, Probably. <laughs> so I'm just hyped about that. And on that note, y'all go ahead and listen to, oh, first, thank you, Sky. Thank you, Sills, Shea Butter thank FC. You, Make sure y'all go and listen. Listen every week, but also listen to our preview of the West-ish Coast uh, <laughs> teams. And uh, yeah, anything else to say before we get out of here? Stay black. My yes. bad. What's good? <laughs> that's too. Well, well you care from us soon. Yes. All right, Courtney, you got anything? No, just go listen to Shea Butter FC. Facts. Yeah. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Diaspora United Podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Diaspora United Pod. That's Diaspora UTD POD. And message us if there's anything you want us to talk about in our next podcast. See you next time.